Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copite Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Copite Podcast. It is a brand new season, it's the 2021 season where Liverpool are the reigning champions and we look forward to our first game of the season at Anfield against Leeds United for the first time since 2003-2004 season. As usual, it's Jay Pearson and it is Mick Moran. Mick, how are you pal? Not too bad, mate, yeah. Yeah, really good, mate. Excited for the start of the season, mate. I mean, it's not like we have, we've had to wait long for football, is it, really, given how this summer's gone? Yeah, it's just a weird scenario. Isn't it? Like two friendlies and a community shield defeat, unfortunately, and then another friendly against Blackpool, and then straight into the thick of it. But no, Leeds at home is going, going to be an enticing game, and it's going to be it's interesting to look forward to. Definitely, mate. And what I love about it is the fact that it's the, the Premier League champions against you know the champions of... Uh, First division, first division out. That's showing my age in it. <laughs> uh, the champions of uh, the championship, as they say. Um, it's going to be a cracking game because Leeds and Liverpool's always been a, a feisty fi- fixture over the years, um, especially w- when we were growing up. Because Leeds were, you know, relatively always yeah. fighting for the top four, looking looking at trying to, to trying to win the title a couple of times. And it was a top top side. They had some fantastic players and stuff. And obviously the unfortunate relegation in two thousand four. But it's it's sort of like for me, it feels like it's back to normal a little bit with Leeds back in the Premier League because it's like Liverpool versus Leeds. That's what you look for, don't you? Yeah, it's it's always been one of them, hasn't it? Like, when, like you said, when we were growing up, it was it was United, uh, Everton, Leeds, and obviously Nottingham Forest years ago, which is that they haven't came back up enough far enough yet to rekindle that. But now Leeds, even though they've been like a a rival, I've I've always I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Leeds. I mean. I, the only thing I think of with Leeds is the uh, that Michael Owen injury where he that's literally where his career pretty much ended, weren't it? I think I don't know, I don't know if that was the last time we played them or it was like two thousand one. No, that was that was uh, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand season that mate. So uh or ninety eight, ninety nine. I think yeah, it was just after World Cup when he came back. Oh um, it was. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was a we had played them for a good few years after that. But you know, speaking of like the last time we played them, yeah, you'll you'll like this one. I don't know if you know this, but obviously last game we played against them. Um, season wise at Anfield was uh, October 2003 and a 3-1 win uh, goals from Michael Owen Danny Murphy and Cinema Pongol in uh, a 3-1 win um, and there was a 17 year old lad that played in that game as well uh, for Leeds uh, I bet you can get, guess who it was Jimmy Milner it was Jimmy Milner yeah yeah. James Milner played in that game which is fascinating now because he's gone on to win the Premier League and the European Cup with, with Liverpool so um, we'll just touch on Milner 
uh, at the start of this, mate. It's it's going to be an emotional day for him. And I think a lot of Liverpool fans expected maybe Milner to be lining up for Leeds, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was. A bit, I don't know how much weight was in in, in those links, but yeah, it, we, I think we did touch on it a couple of times over a few podcasts. That he might he might be tempted to go back, and obviously that would be a, a dream for him. And maybe if Leeds, I hope they do stay up this season. Maybe next year, or well, it depends how long Milner wants to go on for. Really, well, he's thirty-four, isn't he now? So mm. he could probably play till he's probably 38, 39, because he's just an absolute machine. Really. So it depends. If he stays another couple of years at us, he might then want to go on and do something, like, do some, go to a team like Leeds if if they, um, if they stay up in the Prem. I mean, he'd probably even go back even if he dropped, drop down and try and get them back in the Prem. But there's only <laughs> so, only so much a million machine can do. Like you know, he's an absolute. Absolute beast, but I am I am glad he stayed. And I think look at the game against Blackpool, and when you're missing Hendo and that team, you need someone like that who's always going to be on the lads, making sure they they're up for it. I mean, we've got enough we've got enough uh, captains in the team, but to have another one like that with that much experience and quality, you can't really buy that, especially if you got him on a free transfer, which is crazy. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And like like we said before, there was those sort of rumours that if Leeds did come up. Uh, you know, Milner might want to might want to go, but it's a testament to his loyalty to Liverpool because we've done so well with him. He's been one of the cornerstones of the Klopp era. He's helped build this side to where where it is today, and we wouldn't be here without James Milner. At the end of the day, he's been a, a vital cog in the machine. Um, but he obviously he came out and said that he wants to sort of finish his career with Liverpool. You know, and then he sort of said on the flip side to it as well wants to be a coach and stuff like that. And it is a testament to it, to his loyalty to the club. Because at the end of the day, he's played the most amount of games in his career for Liverpool, hasn't he? So it's um yeah, I mean we all love James Milner and we'd never want him to we'd never want him to leave. But no one would begrudge him if he was lying up for Leeds on Saturday, but you know, really glad he's not. Uh, and no one would begrudge him if if he went again, would they? No, like you said, like the, the coaching thing he did, I think when it was Neil Critchley, like weirdly enough, obviously he's in charge of Blackpool now, but he got brought in by Christian didn't he, for the um, was it last last season's game or a cup game? Can't remember who he played, but he, he got off to come into the dressing room and obviously it was a young a young squad out there. So being thirty four, I think Critchley's probably not much older than them to be honest. Uh, yeah. he's got that experience and yeah, he, you can tell he's he's gonna he's gonna go into coaching. Whether he goes a step further into management, that's a whole different kettle of fish. But definitely coaching qualities you can't get there's not many better out there who can more suited to Getting the best out of our youngsters, and obviously he's not the he's not the most flashy player, but technically wise, he's great, and all the attributes you want from a youngster coming through, given given hundred percent stuff like that, he won't accept anything less than that. So if we can get him on our books as as a coach and over the next couple of years, and get past that experience onto the, the fledging youngsters coming through the next couple of years, then that'll be boss. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, in terms of going back down memory lane, then for for Leeds, uh, obviously in the the more recent years that we we did play Leeds uh, in the League Cup in uh, November uh, twenty sixteen, and we beat them two nil. Uh, everyone will remember that game because it was when Ben Woodburn had scored a goal, uh, and everyone went went mental for him. He was the youngest goal scorer for us, which was which was great. Um, and then we had played them again, two thousand nine, uh, beat them one nil. But when you t- talk about memories for Leeds. Like massively in our era, mate, and when we were growing up, straight away you think of Tony Yaboa, don't you? Um, which you know, a, a ball hitting the bar and going in was renamed in the Urban Dictionary, doing a Yaboa. So everyone remembers that game. Um, there was the 2001 
uh, sorry, 2000-2001 season when we got beat at Ellen Road 4-3. And Mark Viduka had scored four goals. We were 2-0 yeah. up in our treble winning season. Uh, and then obviously there was the uh, the 1-1 draw at Anfield uh, in October 2001 when it was obviously Gerard Ullier unfortunately had uh, suffered that uh, heart, heart attack and was rushed to hospital at half time. So yeah, it's it's been a been a meaty fixture over the years, Leeds, hasn't it? What what memories stand out for you? Obviously, you mentioned Michael Owen, but I suppose those three are in your, in your top memories then. Yeah, like I said, Michael Owen, when I think of Leeds, I just think of that game and I always, like being a young kid at the time, and I just thought it looks horrendous, that injury. And and when you, with hindsight, you look back, he wasn't, he didn't have that electrifying pace. After that, really, I think he lost at least a yard. He was always still pretty quick, but that pace, that, she looked at the goal against Argentina where he just absolutely blew people away with that type of pace, that pace that I now it's more accustomed in the league. But back then it was just absolutely crazy how fast he was. And it's probably one of the fastest players I've ever, ever, ever seen. But yeah, in terms of memories, uh, obviously, like you said, you're Bauer. You score a goal when you're playing on the field near your house, you hit the bar and goes in. You, you scream your Bauer, just stuff like that. And uh, yeah, the, the Viduca game where he scored for was just absolutely mad but no they've over the years they had some boss players and they like we got we managed to get Harry Kewell off them they had like real Ferdinand and just absolutely top top class players and it is mad that like the decline he went on to and, and went down a couple of divisions didn't they go down two divisions as well or I think they went down two didn't they at some point yeah gone. they did yeah yeah they did yeah so, so it was a really big fall from Grace wasn't it it's come back up like like I touched on before not in Forest they haven't managed to do it so it is hard to, especially when you you lose a bit of momentum and you, you still think you're a big club. Like I still think of like Leeds and Newcastle. Like Newcastle's still obviously still in the Premier League, but they've still got aspirations to want to go and win the Premier League, and they just haven't managed to do that. Obviously, they're starting to make a few signings this season. Looks like Callum Wilson and uh, uh, Fraser as well. So they're trying to get back up there, but it's 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 a hard thing to do, especially with not money in the game nowadays. But uh, now I'm happy to see Leeds back up and. Can't wait for the, for the game. It's going to be boss. Yeah, yeah, mate. You've just mentioned there uh, regarding the the names that that they had. You know, we 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 signed Harry Kuehl from from Leeds for a snip. I think it was like five million pound in two thousand three, and I was so excited that we got him. I, I got him on the back of my shirt straight away because I thought this is a left footed player. We, we we've needed that left footed player for years, and I thought he could have took us to the the next level. But obviously, it was hampered by injuries, and it was it was an absolute shame. And um, I mean. Very quickly, thoughts on Harry Keel? Um, I just think the goal the goals that stick out, goal against Everton. Yeah. Goodison, uh, great finish. Um, one at Anfield as well against Everton as well. Yeah, yeah. That, the one at, yes, the one at Goodison, one at Anfield, where he just that, was that, that celebration done, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, but when he first joined, he was he was pretty pretty good. And then obviously the injuries just started to take a, a toll on him. And obviously... Played in a few finals for us that went off in finals as well. But uh, no, yeah. great sign. And like you said at the time, it was exciting times when we, when we did sign. I think I was on holiday at the time when he signed. I was thinking, Jesus Christ, what a sign that is. And you just think that's going to be. I think we had a lot of false storms back then, didn't we, where we were trying to we get did. back up. And you thought this might be stepping stones to get us back up there. And it just, well, it just wasn't to be. But uh, no, great, definitely a great player. Definitely. And I think you know you look at players that have gone between the clubs as well. Um so I mean, again, October two thousand one we all had uh, our hearts broken when, when God had left to go to Leeds and yeah. make up your mind of the reasons why. There's loads of books out there. Tom O's book gives you one perspective on it, Robbie Fowler gives his own perspective on it. So 
encourage anybody to read both of those books. It's absolutely brilliant, brilliant reads to get both sides of the story on that. And um, yeah, Robbie Fowler going to Leeds was was heartbreaking, wasn't it, mate? And yeah, it unfortunately didn't mainly work out for him because it was bad business deals at Leeds. But yeah, you've got Robbie Fowler when Ian Rush as well. He went to Leeds after he left Liverpool, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Gary McAllister, obviously, not between the two clubs, obviously, Mac. Gary Mack played early on in his career, then he played for us. And I remember there was a a time where Lee Bowyer was, I think, hours away from arriving at Anfield and that didn't go through. So, yeah, it's been quite interesting between the two clubs, hasn't it? Yeah, I remember that Bowyer link. And it was like, at the time, I was like, I, don't, I didn't understand it because he was, he was a good player, to be fair. But it, it's just, he wasn't the quality we needed to go to the next level. So I'm kind of glad it didn't work out, really. It was, yeah. just, a, it was just like a glorified Robbie Savage to me. Like he was, a, he was like it. He was hard in the tackle and that good solid player. But at the time, he probably would have fit in okay because we weren't the, the greatest. But in terms of wanting to get back up to the top of the league, I'm glad that one didn't materialise. To be honest, yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, no, like I said, Leeds have had some good players over here. Matt Vidiuka again, who's just stand out. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was fantastic for them, and they go into this new era now with Marco Bielsa, and they've, they've, Leeds have sort of been the nearly men, haven't they? They sort of we we could. We could relate to Leeds quite a lot over the last couple of years, haven't we? We sort of we've nearly, you know, missing out on the title, missing out on the Champions League uh, final. Uh, obviously, we've rectified that now. Um, but Leeds were, were on the cusp of wi- of winning the championship, then you know, not getting through on the playoffs. They were so many points clear, and and uh, you know, quote unquote, bottled it and all that type of stuff. And then there's been the Amazon documentary that documented it as well. But you know, they're finally back now. And Marco, uh, sorry, not Marco, Marcelo Bielsa has done a fantastic job in getting this uh, this lead side back up and um yeah they've got some good talent and it's it's not gonna be an easy game on Saturday. No and they've just signed uh, Rodrigo as well didn't they recently. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even realise until I seen it that he was at Bolton back in like two thousand ten I think. Mm, so he's had a little right. little taster of it but now he's he's twenty nine now so he's a he's a good solid player. He'll definitely they need that's why I always think when teams come up they need to sign like an established goal scorer. Or unless they've obviously if they've got one already, that's sound. But they need to sign at least one goal scorer who's going to try and get them a few goals. Like with Norwich, with I think like Puki, done quite well early on. Obviously he tailed off towards the end, but you need someone who's going to put the ball in the back of the net, and I think he could do that for them. And they've got there like Pablo um, Hernandez. Got some, they've got some good held the cost yeah. there. Talented players who like obviously um, they've, like you said, they've had a few false dawns, but they've got a, a good solid squad there. I still think they need a lot more. Um, the transfers coming in uh, obviously said Rodrigo there's came in but they definitely need a few more if they're going to want to stick around for the, for the long run obviously Bielsa's done a great job I think he probably needs a few more transfer windows in the Prem mm. um, show how good they are maybe January they can target some, get some more transfers in but uh, no good solid team and it's not, it's not going to be the easiest game I know, I know we're at Anfield but it's still going to be a tricky game and uh, he's, he's done a great job there so it's, it's going to be a difficult one definitely yeah, and then, like you've just touched on there with the transfers, you know, keeping all the Patrick Bamford was was important for them because he's he yeah. is their top goal scorer. You mentioned Hernandez there; he, he he has got an assist or two in him as well. And I think uh, Ben White as well, uh, keeping hold of him, has been yeah. important as well because he was linked with Liverpool. He's been linked with a number of other uh, Premier League clubs, so keeping hold of him as well has been very important. And like you said, signing Rodrigo uh, is a statement as well at twenty-seven million pounds. That's a lot of money that for a, a newly promoted side. So. Yeah, it is definitely going to be interesting. But when we look at the Liverpool side that's going to line up on Saturday, and we're not here to predict the starting eleven because 
it's it's one of those things at the minute. You can predict it, and given what's gone on through pre-season stuff, it is a, a case of you just swap the midfield three, or people want to change different things at the minute because we look at the Blackpool game, mate, and it, again, it was a it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, two 0 down after like what half an hour, and it was like you thinking what's going on. I mean, like. It was pretty much full strength, apart from obviously the back four. We had what Hoover, uh, Matip, Cometio, and uh, Milner. So it was still a good solid back four, but they they came out the blocks absolutely flying, high pre- high pressing, um, chasing everything down. And I think having obviously Matip came back and done well, scored a goal, but you could tell he wasn't exactly at the races. Cometio was only a 17 year old lad. Having Milner at left back isn't always ideal. And then Keanu Hoover, we have to think people still forget he's only 18 himself. Still absolutely mm-hmm. still and he's younger than Williams is older than that, which is mad. You, th- you think like I was sometimes you think of Hoover, you think he's more a more senior player than Necker Williams, but he's, he's actually younger. But yeah. um no, it was it was a crazy game. Um I'm glad that Matt have got that goal just before half time on forty three minutes, nice little header off the corner. And then obviously going in second half and then they just came out absolutely flying with with, with it, the goal. Just it was the old to... Liverpool, wasn't it? It was it felt like the old Liverpool's like, I think right. Because again, at 2-0 down, I know it's a friendly and all that sort of stuff, but we want to win every game at the end of the day. You want to win everything, don't you? I, I had no worries, the fact that we'd we'd turn it around in that in that second half because I'm, I'm always confident in the side, the way they have got that mentality now. But I think there's lots of question marks on social media and in the press as well regarding this Liverpool team and whether they can you know, take it to the next level. And you know, people say, oh, it's only Blackpool, but you know, Blackpool's still a strong side anyway. Um, and... Yeah, to bang seven goals in against them was was good, and it's what we wanted, wasn't it? With especially with Firmino getting on the books and Mane uh, getting on the score sheet as well. It's just great for the other lads as well. At Harvey Elliott was just fantastic, mate, wasn't it? I mean, how do you sum up sum him up at the minute? Who Harvey Elliott? Yeah, yeah, he's quality. Like when when you when you see him getting stripped, come on, it's exciting because you know he's going to pick up. He's fearless, and that's what he wants. He wants someone who's good on the ball. He's not blessed with the greatest speed, but creative-wise, getting on the ball technically, got to assist in him. His, his football intelligence for a 70-year-old kid is absolutely off out of this world. Like he's, he sees passes that that you'd, you'd expect from a 23-24 season professional, and it's like that. That's how good he is, and he can provide those types. I think he assisted um, on the Bergs at the end, the last of yeah. seven, and to have that that thought of that's be the thought just to lay that off to the back post. Like most seventy-year-olds would get with that fly across, they'd probably have a go at goal. But he's got that. He's got. He's got that. He's got that thought process as a man that he, he knows where his, his teammates are because he's always got his head up. He, he knows where his teammates are. So yeah, he looks really good. And I thought like uh, Naby got a full ninety, didn't he? Uh, Minamino got a full ninety. Firmino got a full ninety. So all those three, I think they were probably our best three players, and we all stayed on the pitch for the full ninety. And it's testing as well because. Like I think we all worry about Naby Keita suffering another injury, don't we? We all we, we, it's kind of like, oh, is he going to get another little niggle injury again, and then have to work his way back up to fitness? But he looks—he was the best player on the pitch for me. He was just—he was absolutely tremendous. He was setting the tone. He was throwing in tackles. He was chasing everyone down, and then like setting setting people up, just set, set, just like setting the tone. And that's what we want to be doing. That's what we wanted them to do since he signed a couple of years ago. And I'm hoping this is the season where he puts a statement down like this is like I'm I should be first name on the on in that team sheet in that midfield. 
and he can play. He can play anywhere, and that's the thing. And it's the same for him, you know, and he looked great as well. Like he was tireless. Like you just see him, he'd be in front of the back four next minute, it'd be left wing next minute, it'd be right wing, and it's so promising. And I know you, you touched on there saying um, no signings that you don't want to, you don't want to stagnate and stuff like that, and you want to, you want to keep progressing forward. But with those two. It is a bit of a cliche saying like the new new signings, but Minamino still is like he's had that Birmingham period, and now he seems like confident enough where you could hear him screaming for the ball. You could hear him like screaming, yeah. "Bobby, give it to like give it to me, me into my feet," and he lays it off. And he's, he's just one of them cute little players where he can get in the in between the lines and do stuff like that. And that's what we need with the players we've got in around that midfield and the front forward three. Um, they all done really well. The only one that didn't didn't do as well as I, I hope this preseason is Mo Salah, which. It's not like I'm worried about him, but uh, he's not been at his best. But I've got no qualms that come come Saturday, he'll probably score two, and then you'll be like, "Well, why are we all worried about him?" But yeah. in terms of the, in terms of fluidity going going forward, that second half, like you said, that was typical Liverpool. Like Bobby Firmino popping up in front of the back four, setting off an attack. Next minute, he's um, he's putting Minamino in to score, and it's stuff yeah. like that. Where this season, I think. We're going to need a lot more of that because I think people will, like Arsenal proved in the Community Shield, they're going to flat back ten. They're going to they're going to come come to Anfield. They're going to sit back. They're going to try and stifle us, counter attack. So we need we need those type of players. I can touch on them. The Caters, the Minaminos, the Firminos. You've got that fluidity. You can go anywhere. You don't know where they're going to go. Man, Man and Salah can switch wings. They can go anywhere they want. And it's that type of thing where unpredictability is going to be our greatest asset. I think in terms of. Breaking these teams down, and, and I'm really excited to, to see Minami um, and Ok this season. Like, the, barring no injuries, I think that this, pray to God, is going to be the season where they re- really start to kick on, and we start to see like great things from them. And like Curtis Jones came on, I think 60 minutes. I think I know at, at half time, didn't he for um, Fabinho? Thought he was great as well, picking up in front of the back four. Just get on the ball, and you just you, you expect them just to keep hold of it or take people on, make something happen. And he's what, 18, 19? It's mad. Like, he's like, and it's even better that he's a scout just coming through the ranks. He's got a nice number 17 now. He's dropped from what, what was he, like 50, 58 or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but it's nice to see him coming through, and he's he's another one. Like, you put him in, same for the Harvey Elliott. You put, take him off the bench when we need a goal, maybe, against a lower bottom half team. You, you expect him to come on and do something. And that's like, that, that, that doesn't happen very often that you get some youngsters coming through who, who are that good on the ball. And, uh, and and can make something happen, and it is an exciting times. Yeah, it is, mate. And I, you can't sum it up any any better than what what you just summed it up there. Um, my only question to you now is, and to play devil's advocate, um, obviously the, at the time of filming this, the the squad is what it is at the minute. There's nothing. There's no uh, new incomings. There's no outgoings, and that could change uh, by the time we kick off. Are you, as a Liverpool supporter, are you comfortable? I mean. Probably you probably are after what you've just said, mate. But are you comfortable with the way the squad is heading into the new season, or is the part of you that's slightly worried the fact that we haven't, for the second year in a row, made any significant additions to the squad? If we didn't have, like I said there, we didn't have Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Michael Williams, Keanu Hoover, Cometio, all these really promising youngsters coming through, I would be quite worried because I'd be thinking, well, in terms of drop off and say the front three. Uh, say if Mane's injured we've got to rely on Arugi it's not great because there is a significant drop off there in quality where you think 
Origi's good. He scored some iconic goals for us over the years, and he will go down as a legend, like a cult hero for like the goals he scored. But in terms of quality from Mane to Origi, it's it's a massive drop, and it is concerning sometimes. But those front three, Touchwood, they never really get injured, and even when they do, they fight through it. Like a got like it's yeah, like, like Luis Suarez, he never he never got injured, and it's that type of mentality, and that, that's why they've been brought in because they've got that mentality. They want to run through brick walls. They don't get injured easily because they've got that but fair enough Klopp's got them up to a level where fitness where they're that good and also they've got the mentality where they want to go above and beyond and they want to play every game and like to offset touch wood they don't get any injuries but I'm not worried in terms of well I think I think after like 10 games we'll see we'll see and if the, <laughs> if we've won 10 games all the talk about oh, we should we should have uh, maybe signed someone will have dissipated because this squad is quality, and I think, like we touched on last last podcast, um, any other manager in the league would trade places. I don't even care who you are, even if you're Chelsea, you've done absolutely tremendous work. Like Chilwell, Zayet, Thiago Silva, Werner, like some absolute and their habits as well. It's just that is like probably one of the best transfer windows you'll ever see from from one club, which is crazy. And they're gonna be, they're gonna be a force this year. On the next couple of years, because got some good quality youngsters there, but I don't even think if you, Frank Lampard, Lampard would say I'd swap you for the team we've got now, because we've got the absolute like it's a winning team, and Klopp's like moulded this over a couple of years. This team, it's bringing those youngsters through that that we know are quality, and if, we've touched on it before. People want a shiny, a shiny new player because it's brand new, and they want some fresh blood in the team, which I understand. But if this team's Gone, win the league with 99 points, and we only went out the Champions League for, from a couple of errors from Adrian, who's our second goalkeeper because we didn't have Allison. If we had Allison, we would have probably went all the way. It's like, then it's it, I understand the frustration, I do, but like if Juan Alden, if he does go, which I don't want him to, we bring Thiago in, we're pretty much we're not bringing anyone extra in, it's the same. And I know they're not a like it's not, it's not a like for like change because they're different. Like Thiago is more a flashy player; he can make more assists. And you're talking from a number of bodies, aren't you? It's not yeah. like add, adding the depth. You're just taking one person out and putting another person, even though Thiago's a quality player. Yeah, it's like, it's it's yeah, and it's, like I said, it's not like it's not a like for like swap because they're quite different in terms of the styles and that. But I think uh, now it's the squads just. Look through the squad, and it's, it is really good. We have got a bit of drop off in quality, like I said. If, if someone gets injured, we'll, we'll be well, I don't even want to go on Twitter if fucking Mane gets injured or something because they'll be absolute. Well, I told you, we should have got this player in, got this player in. It's not as easy as that. Like, there's been a lot of tweets recently about like Liverpool's finances, and we can't just go out and blow loads of money on players like Chelsea can or Man City can. It doesn't work like that, and it. It's a testament to the clock, the, the job you and Klopp's done that we've managed to get this far on on the way we've done things. And now it's I keep I sound like a broken record, but if you don't trust the end clock process right now and the players that he brings in, then you never will. And like we've touched on before, the the, the, the squad is quality. Let's be honest, like it is. And if we sign someone, great. If we don't, then great. We'll just have to crack on. And with those youngsters coming in in drips and drops that we that we need. Then I think we'll be sound. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Um, so with that, Mick, um, score predictions then for Saturday. What are you what are you thinking? I hate this bit. I know, I never fucking get it right. I'm gonna go for two 0 I was every time I say a fucking clean sheet, we scored. We end up conceding, but 
Um, no, with the with, with Van Dijk and that back in the back four, it's going to be they've got some good players like we touched on, but I think we should be sound to get um, to score a couple. I hope I hope Salah just bags too and just uh, just um, comes back with a bang and we um, start off the Premier League season the best way we can. What about you? Well, Salah's chasing his hundredth goal, isn't he? I think he's on ninety four, so he'll want to get there yeah. as quick as quickly as possible. Uh, I'm going for the same uh, uh, scoreline from uh, the last time we played them at Anfield uh, in the league, so I'm going to go for three one again. Um, but yeah, Liverpool go into the first game of the season on Saturday against Leeds United, a game that we're all looking forward to where Jurgen Klopp's men try and defend the Premier League title, which is a sentence I've never thought I'd ever say. And I'm uh, absolutely buzzing to, to say that sentence. We are going into a new season, the defending champions. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening on Spotify, uh, on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Give us a review if you can. And for those of you watching on YouTube again, we appreciate it. Like and subscribe and leave us a comment if you can. So yeah. That's uh, that's us, that's Mick, that's Jay, uh, and we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.